Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry? Then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuning in the newest edition of the Punches MMA Podcast. This is your boy, Dale Lippin, in here with Trey Van Buskirk. But more importantly, we have – let's see if I can't run down through this just off the top of my dome. We're talking about a multi-time world champion, both uh, you know, crowned and interim. We're talking about probably a certified Hall of Famer. Uh, we're talking about some of the nastiest art of the eight limbs that you can imagine. And a man that realistically personifies his nickname more than any other – I'm talking about the natural-born killer himself, Carlos Condit. My man, it is an honor to have you in here. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm trying to bring the heat on the intro, man, because you're, you're you're deserving of it, if nothing else, man. So, um, I, appreciate I appreciate it. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Carlos, like, you're like just like you said, you personify your name more than any other. I was surprised when you came on; you weren't already bleeding, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i i am you just like from the waist down <laughs> I, I, I got it I got, so so how's life treating you man what's what what's going on you pre- preparing for easter what do we got going on right now uh things are good um yeah. just kind of in a holding pattern as far as as far as a fight i don't have anything on the schedule as of you know as of tonight but okay um, staying in shape and getting ready for uh whatever's next man um yeah but you know things, things are good i just got done teaching tonight i got some seminars coming up next month yeah i've been doing a lot of, yeah a lot of teaching so that's been fun yeah i saw that you posted on instagram you got three seminars coming up what is that april 16 17 and 18 is that right yep april 16 17th 18th all in like the austin and san antonio area um a couple different 10th planet gyms uh so it's going to be dope. So is that something that you think is going to be a natural progression for you once the career sort of comes to an end? You're going to transition into coaching, teaching, things like that? Are you trying to get your feet wet? Um, I've, I've been doing it for quite a while, actually. Like, I, okay. I love it. I really I – for a lot of different reasons, I like to teach. You know, for one, you know, I, I think that I get a better grasp on on the material mm-hmm. if I if I'm – conveying the, the info to other people i see it from a different you know, different angle so there's that um and also you know so somebody shared their time with me in the past and it was a huge thing in my life so i i feel like i have a responsibility to pay that forward i got so, you 
I feel like there's a there's a couple fighters out there that are super entrepreneurial. Like, I mean, you're one of those guys that constantly has your hands on a bunch of different things, whether that's hundred hand coffee or like the coaching and teaching, and then obviously fighting. Dude, how do you balance your life? I know you got a family. Like, how is this whole <laughs> thing staggered out, man? Um, well, the good thing is I am like I have ADD, like a son of a bitch. So, <laughs> like, I love I love to multitask. Now, do I do any one thing all that great? When I can focus, yes. Um, but I'm, I'm actually good at bouncing through a lot of different things. And I, I do best when I'm like engaged in a, you know, a, a myriad of different tasks. So it works. I, 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 thought, I thought you were going to say, dude, I'm just constantly on nitro coffee, like just, <laughs> just freaking out well, all the time. I mean, my, my coffee consumption ebbs and flows. I think at, right now you guys are catching me on like a kind of like a caffeine peak. So I like it. Um, yeah, but then I'll dial it back because I realize I'm getting out of control. Fine. I understand. I understand. So you said you're waiting for a fight. You don't have anything as of tonight. Does that mean that we've got some prospective opponents and dates on the horizon? Mm. I mean, how big? How how legit is this holding pattern that we're in right now? I like. I never know. Like all of a sudden I'll get a call like here, here's what it is. And here's the date. Um, but no, I, I don't, I, we put out a couple names. We, they asked for three names and, um, and we have yet to hear back, but, um, you know, I think well, hopefully soon we'll get a date. Like that gives me, it gives me a, a, a goal. Okay. And that's always, that's always a good thing. Are any of those names, Robbie Lawler or Tyron Woodley? <laughs> um no okay. but 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 Lawler I mean I think I think Lawler goes without saying that that fight would be something that would be you know a lot of people would want to see I would right. want to run that one back also so yeah, we'll see so, I'm, D- Dale brings up a good point though so you were coming <laughs> off like a, a pretty significant you know losing skid but then now you're on a two fight win streak looking at someone like Tyron who you mm. fought, who's on a losing streak, mm. where do you kind of see his traje- you know, career trajectory? Like, is that something you'd want to run back? Or do you think like maybe he's kind of one foot in, one foot out right now? Um, I mean, I, a guy with the talent and the ability of Tyron can turn it around at any moment. You know what I mean? Like he's, he, I mean, he's, he's still, I think he's still got a lot of, uh, a lot of ability and a lot of, uh, you know, well, I think he's got the ability to, to still win fights. I think it's just a matter of like pulling the trigger on fight night. Sometimes it's a roll of the dice. Like this last one, I think he seemed like he was all in and right. it just, it didn't go his way. Like you, you can have things lined up and you can be in, you know, the best mental, you know, mental condition and you can, have trained everything's clicking on all cylinders but a lot of what we do is 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 chance and and luck and um you know i i I wouldn't i wouldn't doubt that he could turn it around so long before this podcast thing ever even came to fruition right i've been a fan since back when you had to rent ufc videos on vhs at Uh blockbuster uh i mean i've literally i've watched so i'm all over it Two questions. 100%. Yes. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I mean, listen, I literally remember watching you like WEC, like what on G4S and Fuel TV and all that. Like, we're talking like, I mean, just way back. So, here's the thing two questions I always 
thought I'd ask you prior to this even coming to be, and I'm just going to throw the one out there because Trey brought it up. The fight with Tyron, and I know you've talked about these ad nauseum, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse here. The fight with Tyron, did he do anything to your knee or was that something that your body just wasn't, it, it failed you that night? Was he the result? What happened to the knee? Did he force that with the takedown or the, the leg kick or was it just your ACL's time to go? Uh, Tyron beat me that night, straight up. Okay. You know, no, yeah. no, no beating around the bush. Uh, you know, Tyron beat me that night. Okay. He was the better man. He was up until that point, he was whooping my ass. So I'm not going to, you know, bitch okay. out and say that, oh, my, you know, it was just because of my knee. Like I felt like I was finding my flow and, you know, right. had the night, you know, had I not blown my knee, maybe it would have been a different outcome, but that's not how it went. And we, sure. you know, we can play woulda, shoulda, coulda all day long. Okay. Um, my, my knee went, my, he, he had a, he hit a good takedown, blew my knee out on the takedown and he capitalized. He won right. the fight. So, you know, that's not going to, fair enough. I don't want to about all that. Yeah. I don't, I don't, again, I don't want to keep talking about that. I will mention this though, too, for what it's worth, the second question slash statement. I thought, and you've been super gracious and humble about the entire thing. I honestly believe that you beat Robbie that night. I think that that was a, I don't throw the word robbery around very, very uh, willy nilly, but that was a, that was a very close and competitive fight, but a close and competitive fight that I thought you maintained control of throughout. I will say this, composure, grace, the spirit of martial arts throughout even you know after the fight, you embodied all of that, so you don't have to dwell on that. Or I don't want to, you know, bring that up and and, and do again. But I, for what it's worth, for me, this panel sitting here, we thought you won that fight, man. Just saying. So, <laughs> and like I I agree with your sentiment. I you know I I think I think that I won the fight, but it was a like you said, very competitive, and it it could have gone either way, and it didn't go mine. So you know that's, okay. that's the way it played out. So back to old VHS tapes, Trey. I'll let you get in here in one second. Yeah. Back to old VH, yeah. v, VHS tapes because I saw your eyes light up whenever I said that. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So when oh, I yeah. say, when I say old school VHS UFC, you know UFC events and fights, what what's one that like you watched it and you were like, "Holy shit, man! This is something. This is something special here." Do you have one that sticks out to you? So the, the very first time that I saw UFC was, I think it was UFC one. Right. Um, and I saw it in my I was like nine years old, maybe 10. I saw it in my coaches, my wrestling coach's office. And they were watching <laughs> Royce Gracie choke people out with his gi. I think it was him choking out uh, or choking uh, 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 Ken Shamrock. Right. Um, and immediately. And I was already into Jean-Claude Van Damme and Ninja Turtles and all like the, you know, 80s and 90s martial arts stuff. And it was like, oh, shit, this is this right. is blood sport. So right, there's right. that then, but but that was I mean they had that like all, like immediately or they had I don't know like a, a dubbed copy or whatever. But I remember watching like Battle on the Bayou and watching um, Don Fry. I think Don <laughs> Fry won one of the tournaments that I that I watched. I would I rent them on a Friday night with my buddy, and we would stay up all night. And I would he would be out. He'd be snoring on the couch, and I'd be like, I have to see who wins this lot. You know who wins right. the whole. Thing. Oh my gosh, I love it. So I'm not trying to shame you here, Trey, but Trey's never seen Bloodsport. Oh no, he's never seen Bloodsport. Speaking of Jean Claude Van Damme, it's a good. Okay, so what's your favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movie then? Um, I really like Lionheart. 
Oh, I love Lionheart. That's such a yeah. good one. Yeah, like him him fighting in the half-empty abandoned pool with all the mm. people around in the tuxedos. And that yeah, was, yeah, that, that was awesome. That was good. Dude, Tr- I mean, Trey, ask your question. I have a great story about Lionheart. I mean, ask your question. What were you going to say? No, he said, Mike, he said uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I knew that one. But uh, the other <laughs> ones, dude. Uh, no go. <laughs> he's going to be super pissed. I told I'm, I'm about to tell the story, but my the only fight I've ever seen my brother lose in his entire life, uh, he was probably 12 and had watched. Not only think he was 12, he may have been 10. He watched Lionheart and knew that that movie in and out. Right, okay. knew the movie every every line from that movie. He was fighting. It was a weird playground. He was fighting this much bigger kid. My parents weren't in. They weren't around at the time. They were out shopping or doing something. I was responsible for that for for his well being, and he was about to get into a fist fight because I'm a big brother. That's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's getting ready to fight this kid, and he's like looking at me, and he's like, "Can I say some swear words?" And I was like, "Yeah, you're about to fight, dude. Do your thing." He proceeds <laughs> to like go line for line with Lionheart. It, it's not even relevant to what the kid's saying to him, but like, uh, what what's what's the what's the old what's the old guy's name that wears the jacket? Um, oh my gosh, what's his name? The uh, he's but anyway, he's like, This is my hood, motherfucker. I asked the questions, and then this kid literally proceeds to grab his, his shirt, pull it over his head, and just hockey fight him into oblivion, busted his nose up, and everything else. Only fight I've ever seen him lose, but he was quoting Lionheart the entire time. So that that, that movie's always near and dear to my heart. <laughs> I feel I feel like that's a win on moral grounds, yeah, just uh, like style points. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So battle on the bayou. Goodness gracious. That's like back Pat Militich days, man. That's that's oh, yeah. really. Um, so so Dale brings up a good point. A lot of guys need some freaking things to say to get themselves amped. I know, mm. Carlos, before your fights, you've said like, you know, pretty openly that you can get some like, you know, fight night jitters. Um, you get that little bit of nervousness, anxiousness going into a fight. Is there anything that you do like prior to your fight that's almost like a ritual or a routine to kind of bring yourself down and kind of get you collected before going to the octagon. Like we had Max Griffin on, he said he did this crazy breathing exercise where he scream into the gods. Like, is there anything that you do that's very like routine or repetitive, or is it kind of just, I'm going in there and I'll just kind of see how, you know, where the chips may fall. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of fights and I feel like I've done a lot of different things on different nights. Um, so I can't say any one thing. Um, but I, I like I do breathing stuff for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I visualize some, you know, I, I used to visualize like storm clouds rolling in and like start to feel electricity building up. And that was kind of my visualization. And then like, like, you know, rise, rise to that and kind of build that inside, like as a, you know, kind of a visual cue. Okay. Yeah. Keep talking, dude. I'm going to bust through a wall right now. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. I, yeah. So with that, I mean, have you, is that something you've consciously like made a change to do to, to really start focusing more on the mental or is it just been something that you toy around with from time to time? How do, how have we gotten to this mature natural born killer state? Mm, man, it's, it's been, it's been a journey. Like I, I kind of always, so I've been, so since I was a kid, I was like a year round athlete. Like right. I, you know, I, I started like uh, started in soccer and swim team and, and then, and then wrestling and football. And I was, I always just loved to compete and to different degrees, depending on the sport, I would, I would deal with, um, 
you know, anxiety and jitters, probably more so in the, in the combat stuff and the, the contact sports. But um, I'm obviously fighting is a whole different thing, right? Sure. Um, so I think I kind of just had kind of had a, a thing from when I was young. And I, and I think I've actually lost. I, I had lost some of that. I had lost sight of some of that, you know, whatever that ability. Other things crept in, you know, other other doubts. Not that those weren't always there. Like, I feel like doubt is part of my own process. And like, it helps me stay grounded and stay realistic to what really is about to happen. Right. Cause no matter how badass you think you are, you know, like the, that other dude across the way is a fucking savage also. And you know, anything could happen. Um, and you know, the acceptance of that is part probably key to what, you know, part of, you know, part of me getting in the right, right headspace. Um, you know, ultimately when I'm in my best place mentally, it's, I realize that I'm doing what I fucking love to do. And I get out there and it's like in this last fight, man, I had a, I, that was so much fun. And standing across the, the, the octagon from fucking Matt Brown, we had tried to do that fight a bunch of times and, you know, whatever, just the ability, to, you know, everything that he's gone through to get there, everything that I had gone through to get there. It's like, okay, this is the fucking moment. This is the moment where both of us, him and I both love to fight. We get to get in here and do what the fuck we like to do. Everybody's going to enjoy it. Like, well, maybe not. Um, hopefully not, hopefully not the opponent, but, um, you know, but it's just, it's like a, it's a supreme moment. And when I'm in that and I'm in that headspace, then things are, you know, then it doesn't fucking matter. Nothing fucking matters. It just, you know, you're flowing and that's where I'm supposed to be. I love it. What, so you obviously grizzled veteran, you've been around for forever and, and fought all over the world. What's it like fighting in the COVID era, man? I mean, how's that compare to some of the, some of the other unique, uh, situations you've found yourself fighting in? Um, definitely unique. Uh, I've like, I've loved it because going out to Abu Dhabi and doing like the whole fight Island thing I was jazzed on because it's very much like a, like a Kumite type thing. Like yes. it was a hundred percent. It is like me living my childhood dream. Like going out and doing this, you know, fighting in some exotic lo- prize fighting in an exotic location. Yes. It's, I've loved it. I really wish they would have had like Ferraris parked around the octagon. It would have been amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and so a, a guy in a tuxedo petting a cat and sure. a bunch of people with pearls. Wait, you mean to tell me Dana wasn't there with a tiger beside him petting it? With a, 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 pearls? a, a, hair, a hair, some kind of hairless cat. <laughs> Mr. Bigglesworth. I really thought that that was going on off camera. They never showed Dana in Abu Dhabi. So I really thought he was sitting there with like lions and tigers by him. Uh, so dang, that really, really opened my eyes to that there. So co- so fighting in the COVID era has been, has been a unique experience. You've enjoyed it. Um, you know, with live events appearing to be coming back and being a fan favorite guy, uh, is that something you're, you're looking to, to do? Are you trying to get on an apex show or you want something, that's going to be in front of 15,000 screaming fans again. You know what? The last, so I fought in Abu Dhabi with mm-hmm. like nobody there, no fans. And, sure. the, and then the second time I fought in Abu Dhabi, there were fans. And I got to say, I missed them. It was nice having people cheering. Like I, I didn't even think about it the first time. It was just whatever. But with, you know, hearing, hearing your people cheer or, right. or whatever. I mean, that's a whole different, whole different energy. So, so the energy, 
Okay, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> you got either screaming. You're a guy that said, like, literally, when you, you've been in some of the bloodiest battles I've ever seen in my entire life, right? To the point where you've even said, like, you know, vehemently, I couldn't tell if I had the dude's blood in my mouth or it was my own blood in my own mouth. When you see or you're, like, bathed in that shit, does that <laughs> motivate you? Like, to just, or are you kind of just like, okay, this is getting a little bit gross and I'm kind of over it right now? I mean, you straight up no. said like you were in medical sales, right? And you were kind of grossed out by a couple medical sales, you know, procedures that went down. Like, what is it like actually being in the battle and just being swarmed with another dude's shit all over you? <laughs> blood mm. No, like, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind blood at all. Like, um, no, I, it's part of it. Like, I, I, I kind of dig it. Like in the moment, like <laughs> afterwards, you're like, oh, it's between my toes. Um, but in the moment, you know, it's whatever. Like, hopefully it's hopefully it's his. I mean, there's the practical, uh, you know, part of it being like fucking blood being slipped, blood and sweat being slippery and, you know, whatever. Right. But um, no. So what was worse, that, like being in something like that or medical sales? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I it's it's, it's apples and oranges, man. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, well, let, like <laughs> me, the, like doing the medical sales thing. The the part of that that I didn't like was that I didn't get to be involved. Right, I just had to fucking stand there and you know watch and you know mark some shit off on a piece of paper. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting bored. Like I at least get to do the you know do the bleeding or or be drawing the blood when I'm fighting. Hell yeah. All right, so you've been super generous with your time. You said fifteen to twenty. We'll keep it. We'll keep it tight to that. What's a perfect fight look like for you? Is it a quick knockout? Is it a long, drawn out, fan friendly war? What's a perfect fight for Carlos Condit? Um, you know, honestly, I like to mix it up. Like that's re- like when you know when when I'm matching matching skill and ability with another fighter, and we're going tit for tat, and we're in the flow. You know, I love that shit. So you said, you said, I bought a ticket for this ride a long time ago and it's still going. At what point does the ride kind of end? Is it something going to be on a performance basis or is it going to be just kind of on your own terms? Like I've done enough in this sport, which you've already done hall of famer for sure. Like, is it going to be based on notion or is it going to be based on like physical ability? Um, no, I think, I think I'd like to, I'd like to make my exit before my physical ability just completely collapses and I have to get out. Right. That's, that's ideal. Right. Like I'm, you know, on, on my terms instead of like, Oh wait, you know, I can't do this anymore because my body is giving out, but you never know. Like each fight could be your last fight. You, you know, you could, I used to train with this boxer. He's like, you, it can be taken away from you at any time. You train your ass off because this can be taken away from you at any moment. Every fight could be your last fight. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I have no, I have no, I don't have a crystal ball. Fair enough. Fair enough. Carlos, super generous with your time. Look forward to seeing you back in the octagon soon. It's been a real pleasure, man. Again, like I said, a couple years ago when we started this podcast thing, uh, talking to guys like you isn't something that I thought that we, we would get to, but you've been generous with your time and you let me ask you silly questions. And I got to tell you a story about my brother getting beat up. So I appreciate that, man. You're generous. Thank you. That's a great story. Of course, guys. Yeah. 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 Anytime, honestly. Appreciate it, Carlos. Thanks so much, man. Bye, guys. Later. See you. Freaking love that guy, man. Freaking love that guy. You you need to understand it's like a bucket list thing. Like fighter bucket list just happened. 
I'm speechless, dude. I mean, that's that's a guy that has literally shed so much blood. If I didn't make that clear enough, he's a guy that has been on the biggest shows of all time. Yeah. He still has the ability to make an absolute run. That's yeah. without a doubt. He's a freaking warrior. Yeah, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. That's that's. He's one of those dudes that like you'd be at a bar, and if he was like talking a little bit of trash, you'd be like, "Who is this guy?" You know what I mean? Like, what are you gonna do? And the next thing you know you're picking your, like somebody else is picking you up. Like you're waking up in an ambulance. Like what just happened to me? Oh, yeah. Carlo, Carlos Condit just happened to me. That's what happened. So. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, scary dude. Scary dude. I did want to ask him so badly. There's so many things I wanted to ask, but sure. given a limited amount of time, sure. <clears throat> like for instance, one thing I wanted to ask is, you know, prior to his Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi fight, he was training at the BMF ranch a lot. He's good friends with, you know, Don Cerrone. Mm-hmm. I would love to get his take. Cause I feel like him and, and Donald are on two different paths. Mm. I actually feel like Carlos wants to make a little bit of a run or at least go in the direction of ranked opponents versus sure. Donald is like, Hey dude, I'll fight anytime. Anyone, AKA yeah. I want to fight Diego Sanchez. So I wanted to get kind of his take is like, you know, what's more important to him right now, rising the rankings or fighting for the love of sport and getting a paycheck at the same time. You know what I mean? I think, I think whatever the balance is going to be, um, if you had to pick, let's do let's do a hypothetical real quick, and we'll pay some bills. If you had to pick, like realistic three opponents at welterweight for him right now, because he said there's a list. What? Who do you think's on that list? Legitimately, like a legit option. Who do you think's on that list? Oh man, that's a great question. Uh, there's so many people I'd like I'd like him to fight, but unfortunately, sure. are just just without of reach. Like I'd love him to run it back with like Kiesa. I'd love to see that. Um, okay. I think Tyron for sure. That's without okay. a doubt. That's that's perfectly in line. Um, I don't know who else you got. I would like to see him fight in no particular order, upcoming fights that I still think moves up and does well for both both parties. I'd like to see him fight James Kraus. Ooh. Nice. I'd love Carlos versus James Krause. I would love to see Carlos run it back with Robbie Lawler. Yep. And then to see whether or not he still has has it in him, right? If we're going to give him a ranked opponent, um, but a, a ranked opponent that thinks that they might be able to get a win off a quality opponent, I'd love to see him fight Santiago Ponzinibbio. Ooh. Any of those three. Ooh, I'd love to see Carlos. Size discrepancy with Ponzinibbio scares me a little bit, but I, I love I love the I love the the call out for sure. I think I think I think Kraus, I think a run back with Lawler, and I think a Ponzinibbio, like because after the the loss to Li Jingliang, I'm pretty sure uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Pons was even ranked anyway. I think he dropped all the way off, so mm-hmm. it'd be you know a potential reordering of the top fifteen there. So we yeah. don't have an event this weekend, Trey, to break down. So we do have a decidedly. Uh, Shorter. Oh, the chat said Nicholas Dalby. You know how I feel about Nicholas Dalby. Don't be throwing Nicholas Dalby out there. Uh, you know how I feel about my man Nick. That's a great fight, too. Uh, we don't have an event this weekend, but what we do have, Trey, what we do have is we have some we have some news to address. We have some things going on. The punch list MMA podcast is growing leaps and bounds. Did you know yeah. that? You're aware of that, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's been floated around. It's been floated around. Um, so you want to let, let's go ahead and let's tell the people what what, what we got going on. You, you want to do that? I'm, I'm honestly I'm not really sure what we have got going on, Dale. Okay, 
So <laughs> what what is happening right now? Well, I'm where pretty, am I today? Well, I'm pretty sure that I called you earlier with some fantastic news. Oh, and the I'm fantastic sorry. news is this, is that the Punchlist MMA podcast, if you will, and in, in the way that it exists now, will be partnering up with Ram FC, Ram Fighting Championship, uh, which is positioned to be the premier promotion here in the Southeast looking to bring mixed martial arts and bare knuckle boxing to the tri-state area. As such, we say, how, what does Punchlist have to do with that? Well, Punchlist, uh, myself and you, we're going to be the commentary team, bro. Absolutely. When we bring color to the commentary. Is what we, we will bring some color to the commentary. You're talking about you and I sitting on the cans, chopping it up and giving, right, the fighters in the cage the respect they deserve and doing the best that we possibly can uh, for the Ram FC promotion. We are bringing the thunder. And the first time we're going to do it, May 8th, Saturday, May 8th, Ladson, South Carolina. Tickets on sale now. If you go to ram-fc.com, you can get your tickets. And there will be a pay-per-view option. So people that are with us here and tuning into the show, download-wise, the YouTube live thing, obviously we're still trying to grow those numbers, but here's the thing is that we have got, man, I'll tell you what, bro, it's going to be fantastic. I know they're trying, why did we get that? Keith, get out of here. Um, look, man, we're going to bring the thunder Saturday, well, Saturday, May 8th. Dude, I think it, it's a long time coming, Dale. And I'll tell you why, dude. Okay. I can't tell you a couple of the most repetitive things we hear while we watch UFC fights is one, the judging is atrocious and two, the commentary is extremely biased. This is an opportunity for your boys right here to jump into an up and coming promotion and give these fighters their just due. talk about technique, what's happening in the octagon, their life story. Dude, it's going to be like the contender series on steroids with these two guys right here. That's what I'm saying. We're I, I so I got I got to talk to um you you know Ram is is a, a triune right there's three there's three heads I've spoken to two out of the three um and their energy and passion for the sport of mixed martial arts it it, it, it not even just mixed martial arts but MMA Muay Thai bare knuckle boxing the, listen Mike and Justin are literally spearheading at the state level to bring bare knuckle boxing to the state of South Carolina. Like they want to be the ones that get bare knuckle boxing in the state of South Carolina. And we want to be there for it when it happens. So we're talking about people that are literally pushing things forward and they've partnered up with gamma. If you're not familiar with gamma, gamma is like the gold standard when it comes to sanctioning bodies for MMA. So it's perfect, man. It's perfect. I look forward to dude. I look forward to us just like, sitting shoulder to shoulder <laughs> mask to mask freaking <laughs> hanging out man i'm so excited bro mask to mask dude are we gonna, all right yes mask what type to of mask. show are we giving the people bro? Oh, the, the best kind of show possible buddy the best kind of show possible all right. all right so guys if you haven't already done so go to instagram follow yeah. uh follow ram on instagram just click that follow button so that way you can see what they're doing as they prepare for the event on may 8th and then uh, if you get a chance, go to ramfc.com or ram-fc.com and be sure to check them out. Ticket options are there, and then the pay-per-view option will be rolling out shortly as it gets closer to the actual event day. Pay-per-view, your boy's going to wear a tie maybe. I don't know. Do you want to do a tie? 
what, are you going to wear a Hawaiian shirt? How are you doing it? Because a tuxedo, I told, would look would look douchey. So I'd look like a douchebag. So I think I'm just going to do the tie. Last time you told me my clip-on tie was not appropriate. So unless you're going to tie that old Windsor knot for me. I'll tie your double Windsor. I'll tie your double Windsor. Don't worry. I got you, bro. I'm, I'm, I, got your, I got your double Windsor right here. All right. Okay. All things considered. Uh, so we talked to Carlos. We talked about Ram. Dude. Stay Classy Meats has blue shrimp and pheasant breast right now. So you go there, check them out, stayclassymeats.com. Promo code FIST. Save 10% on the entire thing. Um, before you talk about Allegiance, I put a poll out as to what I should be drinking tonight, right? Mm. And what did the people vote on? Do you know? It must have been that old fistful of bourbon I see there. It was fistful bourbon, but you know what? I don't have any fistful bourbon. So fistful, <laughs> I want you to know that this could be you. <laughs> This could be me drinking this on air. Uh, and it's man, dude. <laughs> oh, what a what a good five blend that is, Fistful wow. Bourbon. That really could be you if you sponsored the show. I'm just saying. So I'm just letting them know that's how we are. Uh to answer the question in the chat, have either of us rocked a bow tie before? I have rocked a bow tie before. Admittedly, it looks a little bit weird because my neck is thick, bro. I got a thick neck, almost like a custom neck thick. Um, but yeah, anyway. Trey, I like your hat. I like your shirt. It's uh, it's kind of like mine. We kind of like throwing it all together there. What do you got going on, man? Yeah, I put the shirt on for a reason. Actually, this okay. shirt is very, very correlate to the person we had on at the beginning of the show, okay. Carlos Conde. Dude, okay. on this shirt, it says, live life fast. Mm. Tell me who lives a faster life than Carlos Conde, dude. It's, I mean, it's, not, it's definitely not me. I am, I'm slow like Eeyore, bro. I, I keep it slow. No, but you have an opportunity to be fast, man. I do. I do have an opportunity to be fast, but essentially I live like barbecue. I'm low and slow. But yeah, go well, ahead. All you got to do is go to AllegianceColia.com, type in the code PUNCH, and you're going to get 15% off site wide, and you're going to be as fast as shit. Here's the thing, guys. You got to dress to impress. It's just mm. like Dale. Whether you're going to wear a tie, a bow tie, you don't have to go that fancy. Guys, just put on the best clothing that looks like premium material and it's got a premium fit. Allegiance Clothing is going to have you covered head to toe, pun 1,000% intended. Perfect. Can we talk about some future fights? Things have changed rapidly today. Can we talk about some things that have come out? Yeah, things are just changing left and right. Darren Till broke his collarbone out of the fight with Marvin Vittori. In steps, supposedly, in the works. In okay. steps, one Kevin Holland. Oh, geez. Right. So how can we um, possibly, how can we possibly not bet everything on Marvin Vittori to throttle Kevin Holland. Well, I think the question is, how did you not bet, you know, the house on Vittori to beat Till? Wait, I, well, I, 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 I was, my plan was to do that, but we didn't, we didn't get the opportunity. So well, here we so are. Exo facto, dude, why would you not continue putting the mortgage on said Vittori over Holland? It's the same thing. You're just carrying it over. Okay. I'm You're just going to get I'm less on your investment, though. It's the problem. Till versus Vittori was probably, what, closer to the pick em. Now we're going to get a super, super heavy minus on on Vittori against Holland, so your value has gone out the window. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on it yet. Um, two future fights for next week that I want to address now because I feel like the line is going to change. Nina Ansarov and Mackenzie Dern is at a pick em. Mm. I have you're the women's MMA guru, so I'm bringing this up to you. How do you not go um, 
how do you not go heavy in the paint? I'm going to address that in the chat here in a split second. How do you not go heavy in the paint for Mackenzie Dern? You should have just already. She's changed her striking exponentially, training at Ruka headquarters with Jason Prio. Dude, I'm telling you, Mackenzie Dern is an evolved fighter. We talk about women's fighters being one-dimensional across the board. I mean, at least a good majority of them. Mackenzie Dern understood she was one-dimensional and being a BJJ champ. She has put the focus into her striking, standing up. She looks great. She looks amazing in shape. Great cardio, very slender. She's never going to have a worry about her on scales anymore. I mean, this this one to me is, is a no-brainer. Yeah. So two things real quick. Um, one in the chat says, how do you get tickets? You want to get tickets to the Ram event? Go to ram-fc.com, Ethan, and you'll be able to get tickets right there. Uh, they're doing their tickets through Eventbrite. And shout out to MMA heads. My man is always bringing the thunder with breaking news right now on the show. Here we go. Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz in a five-round fight. Well, head Co-headline. UFC. I'm going to go. That was supposed to be 262. Right? 262 yeah. on 50, well, not 252. Yeah. Right? Yep. Initial okay. thoughts, quick. Can they beat each other? Can we get a double knockout? Uh, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, honestly, I think it's I think it's an uncompetitive fight. Leon Edwards wins walking away. Really? I really do. I really do. Leon Edwards fights a lot like Jorge Masvidal, and Masvidal was having his way with Nate Diaz. I, I don't have another way to say this because it makes it sound like I'm a hater, but I have never believed Nate Diaz to be an elite fighter. I have always felt that he was a little hyped up because of Nick. And he, like, anytime he had the chance, short of Connor one, it just failed to meet the standard. And even then, I don't even know if it's so much Nate rose up to meet the standard as Connor fell down and didn't perform to his own abilities. I mean, he really just gassed himself out and thought he was going to throttle, you know, uh, throttle Nate. I really just, I don't know, man. I've never been high on Nate Diaz. I, I'm just not. It's There's no way for me to break him down and dissect his fights without sounding like a bunch of hate coming out of my mouth, um, which is tough because Nate's one of the most liked fighters for whatever reason. I, I, again, even then, I don't, I don't know why we like him so much. We is in the proverbial or the the, the the MMA community. People love Nate Diaz. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why, but they love him. So, Yeah, the, the kind of talking points I have about this are Nate Diaz, the biggest concern I have, and it's one that you brought up prior to the Jorge Masvidal fight, is the amount of scar tissue he has over his right eyebrow. Mm -hmm. If you think this is going to go five rounds, you're absolutely mistaken. I don't think it's going to be a knock. I don't think it's going to be a knockout, but I do think there could be a doctor stoppage. The guy is tissue paper. You touch him, he bleeds everywhere. And in an age where literally doctors are stepping in so much faster than ever before to make a name for themselves, that puts a huge red flag out there for myself. Um, I also think that we haven't seen Nate Diaz exercise what I think he'd do best. He utilizes his great boxing, but that's supposed to set up what's going to happen on the ground. He doesn't do that anymore. What he does is he stands, he boxes, and he plays the game to what his opponent's bringing. He needs to utilize that dirty boxing, get the thing to the ground, and utilize that awesome, awesome BJJ. But we never see it anymore. We never see it anymore, and that's a huge issue. I agree with the sentiment that Nate Diaz is a five-round fighter. Uh, I, I would agree with that. He is a guy that gets stronger, if you will, as the fight goes on. But that's only if he's not 
taking too much damage. He literally just kind of, I don't know what the best way to put it is, is he, he just keeps the, the same level of energy the entire fight, right? He just keeps the same level of energy. It's not very high. It's not very low. He's able to stay right at that, like, even he's like cruise control. Just put that thing on 65 and just relax. Is it's what being he, vegan, dude, is what it is. Is that what vegan is that what being vegan does to you? Yeah, you're just very moderate. Just very moderate. So, so vegan and excellent ganja <laughs> will keep you very moderate the entire way through. Okay. Yeah. And maybe maybe I need to switch my diet up then. I don't know. Uh I, I'm just looking at a guy like Leon Edwards, and I'm seeing the problems that he's going to pose to him, especially from a physicality standpoint. And I just don't see anywhere where Nate Diaz can beat him because we've we we know that Leon has shown five round cardio. Um, we know that he's got good takedown defense, and we know that his hands look crisp. Um, outside of the eye poke on Bilal Muhammad and as much as Bilal would love to have that fight back that fight was not going to end well for him it was not going his way he wasn't turning the corner things weren't looking up for Bilal it was looking worse and um if I'm Leon Edwards I I get the idea of fighting Nate Diaz but you got to stop fighting unranked fighters man this is this is these are bad news stay busy fights um, no, no, it's not though, dude. You know what he's okay. doing? He's taking he's taking a he's taking a page out of Dustin Poirier's book. Mm, mm, okay. This is the money fight, dude. Okay. And he's like, you know what? If it's gonna be clogged at the top, I might as well make a fat red panty night and be on my way. And that's what he's gonna do. He's fighting someone that he believes he's exponentially better in, who's gonna bring who moves the needle, who's gonna bring the cash flow in. This is 100 percent why Dustin Poirier is going for the trilogy. Is it gonna be competitive? Probably not. Is it going to pay way more? Absolutely, yes. Interesting. Okay, I can get on board with that. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm gonna. I want to address one more thing. We'll put a bow on this bad boy um, before we wrap it up for the night. Your boy Benny Dariush is taking on Tony Ferguson. I'd, I I want to hear your before we get to the point where we're talking about betting on it. I just want to hear your thoughts on this fight because this is this is obviously the biggest fight of your boy Benny's life. And he's going up against uh, a Tony Ferguson that's looking to halt a losing streak here. So, what do you what do you think is going to happen here? Because I I, I continually bet against your boy Darius, and he continues to prove me wrong. Should I bet against him here? What should I do here? I mean, let's go back to uh, Tony Ferguson's last fight against Oliveira. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Oliveira has better striking than Darius does? I don't think that. I don't think striking was a big factor in that fight, though. Okay, so let's just let's just for the sake of the argument say that Oliveira does not have as good a striking as Dariush. Sure. I, I would believe that sentiment. Okay. Now let's go to the ground. Obviously, everyone talks about Charles Oliveira having this amazing BJJ background. Dariush is is dude. I think he's just as good. I think everywhere you look in that fight, Dariush is better than Oliveira versus Ferguson. So I think Ferguson, who's on the decline is running up against a version 2.0 of Charles Oliveira. I think Charles Oliveira was at the right place at the right time to get his title shot against Michael Chandler, but I in no way, shape, or form believe that he is better than Benny Dariush. Benny Dariush has taken his time. He has risen in the rankings in the most appropriate way. He's now getting the name value that he needs. 
Watch him win this fight. And the unfortunate part is by him winning this fight, he's getting a second tier Tony Ferguson in regards to the aura that he puts out. Mm. So he's not going to jump in the rankings as much as he should, but it's going to project him into that ranked top five. Like, let's go get someone one, two more fights title shot. So this is exactly where he needs to do. He did it meticulously. I love this fight for him. I'm betting my mortgage on Darius, dude. Is it a minus 165? You like that price? Minus 165. Mm, dude, now I'm going to wait a little bit. I think it's going to get closer. You think it'll get closer? You think once the people once once people start seeing that Tony Ferguson's fighting, they're going to go, there's no way there's Tony Ferguson's going to lose three in a row. You think a lot of money's going to come in on Tony? As it does all the time. Why do you think the whole Tyron Woodley it got a lot closer over the past you know 24 hours till fight time? People believe in legends. People believe in what people have done prior. I think that's where that line's going to get much closer. I see it close to a pick on come fight night. Interesting. Sean asked 10K on John Jones still. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. 100%. But what's going on with that, dude? So Okay, so let's talk about this. So John Jones, that. he wants paid more. He wants paid more. So... Oftentimes in other sports, right, we'll make the parallels here. Other sports, if you somehow lock yourself into a long-term deal and then you start outperforming what your deal was initially set out for, you can restructure your contract for more money. Um, all John Jones is asking is for more money. He just wants paid more. Do we know what that number is? No. But Stipe, disclosed payday, just made... 1.2 million to fight Francis. Francis made 536, I believe it was. Um, so if Stipe is making a million a fight, plus probably a couple pay-per-view points, I would imagine a guy like John Jones is asking, somebody asked us the other day on Instagram, I think he's probably asking for 2 million a fight plus pay-per-view points. There's no reason why they can't pay him that. And I think that's his argument is that he's worth the money. What he's doing, um, it's going to be the best-selling heavyweight pay-per-view probably of all time. Uh, I would, I would say that, yeah, pay them. What's wrong? I mean, I know that Dana White doesn't like paying anybody, right? So we're beating that same drum over and over again by, by saying that, but there's no reason to not pay John Jones, you know, if all respect to Luke Sanders, but if Luke Sanders wants more money, you can say, sorry, Luke Bellator is for you, right? I don't know where I got Luke, but I, just, I don't know. His name popped into my head. Bellator is for you, right? Or one FC or something, right? But it's John Jones. You don't want John Jones to go someplace else. Don't get into a dick measuring contest with John Jones. You don't want that talent, that once in a lifetime, once in a generation, hell, the sport's only 27 years old, once in a sports lifetime, you don't want that to go someplace else. Lock it up, man. Give the guy $2 million a fight. He's worth it. He's is worth he? it. Yes, he is. He is. And I hate John Jones. Pay the man $2 million a fight. They should already be making that anyway. I don't think he puts asses in seats. Dude, you're talking – look, man. I'm, I'm not trying to make an argument. but No, I, it's not an argument. Does he it's, put asses in seats, Dale? The arena sells out when he fights. Because of his fight? I doubt that. But it's a cumulative card. So one thing that – so here's – there's a couple different things because you, you, you can compare boxing to MMA. But here's the thing, right? With boxing, every fight on the card – for the most part, outside of the main and the co-main, will suck. It'll be trying. It'll be prospects that they're trying to get over. It's a Conor um, McGregor card. 
Right. Pretty much. Yes. That's exactly what it is. The main and the co-main will be good. Everything else will suck. It'll be prospects that they're trying to get over. The UFC, on the other hand, with the exception of Conor McGregor cards, tries to build a whole package. They want to put a car together and sell you the whole car, not just the engine and the steering wheel. They want to give you the entire vehicle. So in that instance, I can't say, yes, it's John Jones is the reason why the arena is full. But John Jones is... An arena, it is it is a full, it's a full arena with John Jones as the headliner. And people are buying the pay-per-views based on the main card. And the main card needs to have a high quality main event. You can put as many uh good right fights that the that the hardcores like as you want, but if an if event is headlined by Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica I. It's not going to sell pay-per-views. It might sell the arena out depending on what city it's in, but it's not going to sell pay-per-views. John Jones contributes, to use your word, holistically to the card Mm. selling. In that instance, pay the man. Fighters should be making, world champion fighters should be making more than $2 million a fight anyway. If 42-year-old Manny Pacquiao can get $40 million to fight, there's no reason why you can't pay the greatest mixed martial artist that tested positive for steroids once of all time more than $2 million a fight. That's bullshit. Pay the man. Pay him. One Once too many. Once too many what? Steroids? steroids. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's why I say I, I, I will always throw that in there. Cleanest athlete ever that we obviously he just never failed a test that we know of, but I always say GSP is the greatest because of what he did and never tested the positive outside of that. If you want to throw the asterisk on there, John Jones is in second place. If John Jones had never tested positive for steroids, I put him at number one, but steroids, whether it's accidental dick pills or not, I don't care. It was in your system. You failed. I don't care. I don't care. Picogram, nanogram, Instagram. I don't give a shit. He failed. It's over with. It's a wrap. The only type of steroid I need is a little IV of fistful of bourbon. Mm. I'm pretty sure you spelled it incorrectly on your glass. No, I didn't. Fistful of bourbon. <laughs> How'd you spell bourbon? B-O-U-R-B-O-N. Okay, that's right. I was just freaking you out. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, we're like, I can spell. <laughs> I'm a learning doctor. <laughs> I'm a learning doctor. All right, man. What are you drinking tonight? I haven't seen you wet your whistle once. What do you got? Where's your little dude, watermelon seltzer? I've been like chugging this thing, dude. How do you? Ch- it's a twelve ounce can. Why is it? Why do you have any left? God <laughs> oh, damn it! It's a seltzer, dude. Okay, let's close the show. Let's put it. Let's put a bow on this bad boy. All right, we're gonna put a bow on it. Listen, guys, I appreciate everybody tuning in the live stream. Uh, if you haven't already done so, follow Ram uh, Ram FC on Instagram. If you another thing too. Shoot Carlos a message. Say thanks for going on uh, on Punchless. That's another that, that that would be pretty cool. That'd go a long way. Uh, if you haven't already done so, follow us on all our social channels. Be sure to support the show by supporting the show sponsors. They're the ones that keep this whole thing afloat running. If you like us, if you hate us, let us know. Comment sections, reviews, all of it is welcome. Pay parity with boxing is an interesting one. I agree with Dale. Of course you do. John Jones worth two million per fight for sure. Thanks you. I agree. Thank you. Um, <laughs> We pay the bills, uh, or, you know, allegiance to state class, you pay the bills, they keep the lights on around here, so be sure to support them. That's the way to support the show. Exercise the promo codes, interact with us on Instagram. There's no fights this weekend. So what are we going to do? This what what we're, We haven't talked about this yet. What are we going to do this weekend? 
I'll probably spend some time with the family. For You're the first gonna time do in like 72 weeks because there hasn't been a break in fights. Probably, okay. probably. Know, save, save the marriage for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And then you'll be here May 8th. I will be in South Carolina. I will yes. bring a banjo and whatever else you need me to bring, dude. It's not how we get down here. I appreciate you continuing the stereotype. You literally told me today that if somebody doesn't pick you up from the airport in overalls, you would be disappointed. Yeah, I'll wear Oshkosh Bagosh. Those are the only types that I know, but I will wear those. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's definitely not that scene down here. But if you want to wear overalls, I'm not going to stop you. Question. Yeah. Do you have like 15 rocking chairs that creak really loud and a harmonica waiting for me? So I do have harmonicas in the house, but they're the kids' harmonicas um, that they got from like an arcade. And I do have a rocking chair, but it was my great, great granddad's. Um, and it's not outside. It's inside the house. Is your guys' electricity just fireflies in jars, mason jars? Uh, actually, no, because fireflies are next to extinct thanks to modern day pesticides. So, no. Okay. Just, Fun is- fact: Have you? When was the last time you saw a firefly? Just, just throwing that out there. When was the last time you saw one? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. That yeah. ride. Yeah. Yeah, and they were fake. So yeah. <laughs> well, debatable. Okay. Yeah. So just, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Anybody out there? Um, you know, if when was the last time you saw a firefly? So, thanks, thanks, modern chemicals. Appreciate that. <laughs> this episode's gonna be hashtag save the fireflies. <laughs> hashtag save the fireflies, baby. All right. Appreciate everybody that tuned in the live stream. Appreciate everybody that downloads. Oh, dude, the last thing. Huh? 100K. Well, we haven't hit it yet. We're going to hit it with this episode. We will hit it with this episode. With this episode, last but not least, this episode, we will eclipse the 100,000 download mark. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do this weekend is when we hit it and I see the little ticker go from 999, 999. Yeah, yeah. With a bunch of zeros. I'm going to do a shoey. Put it on. You're going to put it on Instagram too? Yep. You're going to seltzer a shoey. No, dude. You're going to shoey a seltzer. I I said that backwards. I'll do a beer. You're going to do a beer? Yeah. Do you have one or are you going to have to go buy some? No, I'm going to have to go buy some. You're going to have to go buy some. Perfect. I love it, man. Outstanding. So when we hit it, shoey's all around this weekend for 100K. Yep. I'm excited. All right. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you. Be good to each other. Bang, bang. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park